Hello, my lovelies. I'm Jay Akrenensai, and these are going to be your Capricorn season messages for Sagittarius. Hello, Sagittarius. Last but never least, interesting point here is that you guys are the only sign that I'm recording while the sun is in Capricorn. All the rest got recorded in Sagittarius season. I'm the most organised I've ever been. Um, so yeah, that that's something I was meant to do you guys yesterday, but it's all right. I mean, the sun only entered Capricorn. Uh, what time is it now? I'm recording this at it's ten to one. This should have been uploaded in ten minutes. It's not going to go up in ten minutes. <laughs> the apologies a little bit later, but it's still available for you on the first day of Capricorn. Right, let's get into your reading. You guys got the ghost dance. I hope you guys had an amazing Sag season. It was a bit of a rocky start for me, not going to lie. Um, and I think Sag season does that. You know, it, it starts and it always shows me how much fun I'm not having, how unsagittarian my life is, like the lack of adventure and the lack of direction or the target. So it that lasted for a little bit. And you know, knew the messages went up late for last season, but it ended wonderfully. Um, I spent the last few hours of it with my friends and um, uploading videos. Then when I got home at 1.30 in the morning, I was uploading the videos. But here we are. We're going to do you. Right. The first card that you guys got out was the ghost dance. Fascinating reading that you guys have here. Let's read that to you. So here's the ghost dance, the essence, the invitation and the medicine. Capricorn season is... Um, it's your second house, right? You've got a full moon coming up in Cancer, which is your eighth. Uh, hmm. What's new? Because there's, there's something very new around the energy that's coming up here. I'll just tell you straight up. Like Part of this is going to be using what you already know. The skills that you already have, the experiences that you've had, using them in a new way. That's what I really got from this. And you'll see what I mean by that in a moment. Um, but let me read this. So the ghost dance the essence, the ghost dance of the American Plains Indians. Sorry, I just got frightened there for a moment that the mic wasn't recorded. Is recording it is the ghost dance of the American Plains Indians united the spirits of the living with those of the ancestors to bring peace to the world. When the ancestors are honoured, they bring harmony to us. When we hold them responsible for all that is wrong with us today, they haunt us. Honour the spirits of the ancestors and receive their lessons and gifts. This includes honouring your own past lives. And if it's not past lives, the past in this lifetime, I think, is what your reading is showing. Uh, let's read the invitation. Here's the invitation. The ancestors have a message of healing and a powerful medicine to offer you. Create a sacred monument at your altar. Light a candle to them. I've, I've been lighting candles all the way through Sag season. I think I've mentioned that in the weeklies. So uh, light a candle to them and let their wisdom infuse you. At this stage in your life, you are done repeating their tragic stories. And you can, you can see this three of swords here. You're done repeating your own tragic stories as well. Where are we? Step into the abundance that is offered to you. Receive the gifts of those that have come before you and write a new story for your life. I mean, that was what Sag season was for all of us. What a perfect card. And you know, when the ghost dance came out, I was thinking, I don't know if I've ever seen this card before. It's one of those that I hardly ever see. The medicine. If you are trapped in a vicious cycle of nostalgia, mourning a lost youth or opportunities missed, it's time to make an altar for the ancestors. Collect a few photos, light some incense, offer sage and open for the windows, sorry, and open the windows of your house to release them to their destiny and to the wind. Be wary of being snared in a relationship with someone from a past lifetime, as the people we loved or hurt have a way of reappearing in our lives. There is no learning for you there anymore. And that's a theme that's been coming out, I think. Aquarius got it. Excuse me, Libra got it. There's nothing to learn from the ways that we did things before. You know, this repeating cycles and doing it again or, you know, going over it again. Just doesn't. I mean, we could. What what is to be gained from telling the same story again? Right. To use a kind of Sag term. So that is your mystical shaman oracle card. Then you got relaxation. I laughed at that. But anyway, so relaxation. And you I mean, look at that. I love this. Look at she's lying in a hammock. I have a thing about hammocks. She's reading a book and there's that beautiful full moon behind. And this is what it says. Harvest moon. 
On a warm, peaceful autumn night, a gentle haze softens the light of the full moon. The songs of night birds softly emerge through the dark against the backdrop of the sonorous outpouring of the frogs that line the lake shore. I don't know if I like the sound of those frogs, but anyway. The stillness allows your senses to expand. You inhale the earthy dampness in the air, hear the nuances of the night sounds, look at the muted reflections of the moon in the lake and sense the deep quiet, quiet, quietitude can't say it, of the night. A full moon occurring close to the autumn equinox is called a harvest moon. The harvest moon symbolises that all you have worked for is coming to fruition. In other words, you can put your feet up, relax and let go. Now, I want to say this is that I'm recording this on the solstice. It's the winter solstice today. So, you know, beautiful. Um, here's what the sacred landscape wants you to know. When you receive this card, relax. All is well. No need to strive or push to get ahead. Beneath the surface of life, everything is gently propelling you in the right direction. You can lay down your burdens and simply unwind. Slow down and allow calmness to fill you. When you relax and relinquish control, your intuition expands and you create the space for your spirit guides to help you. Additionally, it's vastly easier to heal and have positive outcomes in life when you are rested and not filled with worry and a need to control outcomes. Lie back, stretch out and watch magic unfold in your life. Now, I did say this, I was talking to a Gemini, giving them a little bit of a sneak peek of um, their reading. The Gemini reading was pure magic and there's some of that magic infused in yours as well. I mean, it makes sense. We just had a new moon in your sign. We had a full moon in Gemini, right? But I want you to consider this, right? Especially with this theme of, you know, honouring the ancestors. You are the ancestor for someone in the, for loads of people in the future. The whole future, you know, those yet to come, we are their ancestors. Everyone that's alive right now, we are their ancestors. On the Discord server yesterday, and you can join the Discord server, there's a link in the description if you want to. But when I, um, someone asked a question, I saw it last night when I got home at 1.30. And it's about, do you have plans for the future? What are your plans in the discussion channel? And I thought, oh, I'll think about that and respond this morning. But when I was pondering on it this morning, I'd realised that some of my plans, they sound really grandiose, right? And they're not, they're not grandiose because it's not just me. I think it's all of us. And one of them is to live my life in such a way that we become those ancestors for future generations and we are we are the ancestors you know if you believe that all things are happening all at once everywhere somebody is lighting a candle to you right now in the future and that sounds weird and it's like what yes they are <coughs> excuse me and so how we live our lives how we share of what we know is really important and we all know something you know this materialistic mechanistic reductionist world has made it seem like you know that we have to just know I don't know algebra or whatever and though there's nothing wrong with knowing those things you know what we study and what we learn in school but we have life lessons I had a um tarot reader because part of my other thing and I was talking about this last night with my friends is that I really believe that as we mature as we learn right it is our duty to keep moving forward so that we 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 lift up and bring up those people so you know as i stop doing personal readings there is a whole new range of tarot readers who come in and i'm not saying it's a zero sum game it is not a zero sum game but they can message me and someone did this week you know they messaged me and say hey jay i i a tarot reader this is what i experienced have you ever experienced anything like this and i shared my experience and that's kind of like what this is showing and it's not a big deal you know they're not asking me to teach them anything or doing whatever but we're sharing stories and that's i think a very sad way of doing things and in that moment i felt so grateful that she asked me and that I was able to share my story with her. And then she shared her story of what she's felt and what she's done. And that is, that's how we make room for new generations to come up as well. So we are the ancestors of the future. We have ancestors in our past. We all play our role. And we all pass on the torch or the candlelight, if you want, to the next generation, the next generation. Now that may sound like a lot of pressure when you're trying to deal with, I don't know, getting up on time and going to work and doing all of that. But for me, I find it very soothing. It's like I have my place in 
the fabric of time, right? And it's a tiny, tiny little speck of a space. Like, you know, no one's going to remember me in a hundred years. But even now, when you, if you do light a candle to ancestors, do you light it to specific ancestors or do you just do it to everyone that came before? And in that sense, you're never forgotten then, right? Right, so rambling on and on. Right, let's read you the rune. And the rune that you got, somebody else got this, but I, have, I don't remember who. You got Hagalaz. I know it wasn't cancer and I know it wasn't, um, I know it wasn't cancer and I know it wasn't Gemini that got it because I know the rune they got was Day Guys. And it, so, but I don't remember who got this. So this is what it says. Disruption, elemental power, hail. Change, sorry, change, freedom, invention and liberation are all, are all attributes of this rune. Drawing it indicates a pressing need within the psyche to break free from constricting identification with material. This is why I'm saying all of this, right? Um, from constricting identification with material reality and to experience the world of archetypal, archetypal mind. Now, Sag, you guys are the ambassadors of that energy, the philosophers, the storytellers, right? Those are archetypes that we talk about. I mean, part of the reason, yes, I'm called Aquarian Insight, but when I tell these stories or when I relate it to Rocky or, you know, there's a book I've been reading, the Interworld series, uh, Neil Gaiman and I think it's Michael Reeves who ha have written that. And because uh, I was just thinking about that, that at the end of the, the series, it's a trilogy, he's thought of himself as a kid. And I think Saj does that. Saj thinks of themselves as immature, no matter what age they are, right? They see themselves as that perpetual kind of Peter Pan energy almost. Gemini does the same thing. And then it's that realisation that he saw a picture of himself and he realised, I'm a man. Like, you know, that the main character realises, I'm a man now. And I think King of Pentacles here, there's something like that that's kind of happening with Saj. And it doesn't have to be... I, I understand our society has made aging into a really bad thing that like we're kind of grasping and holding on to being young and youthful and all the rest of it but there are cycles in life and so we get when we get ready for the next stage or we move on to the next phase right it's only the material reality that's made aging and becoming older and you retire and you're useless which is bullshit right that's only a that's a modern western society mindset there's still cultures in the world that do not believe that you know aging is a gift that they get to age and then to become an elder and to mentor other people or to guide or to hold space and support the young as they come up and to pass on the stories that we have right those that's a big deal and it has its own gift there's something like that coming up uh, for you guys but that that thing of um the archetypal mind Sagittarius does that that is Sag energy so the rune of elemental disruption of events totally beyond your control, Hagalaz has only an upright position and yet it always operates through reversal. When you draw this rune, expect disruption for it is the great awakener. Although the form the awakening takes may vary, perhaps you will experience a gradual feeling of coming to your senses as though you are emerging from a long sleep. Then again, the onset of power may be such as to rip away the fabric of what you previously knew as your reality, your security, your understanding of yourself, your work, your relationships or beliefs. Disruption, sorry, disruption takes many forms. A relationship fails, plans go awry, a source of supply dries up, but do not be dismayed. Whether you created the disruption or whether it comes from an outside force, you are not without power in this situation. Your inner strength, the will you have funded until now in your life. Do you see the theme that keeps coming up? So she would temperance here. This is the theme. This is your reading. The will you have funded until now in your life provides support and guidance at a time when everything you've taken for granted is being challenged. Another of the cycle runes, the term radical discontinuity, and I love that phrase. Radical discontinuity best describes the action of Hagalaz at its most forceful. I apologise for the way I say Hagalaz. <laughs> the more severe the disruption in your life, the more significant and timely the requirements for your growth. The universe and your own soul are demanding that you do indeed grow. Now, how do you grow? Right. And the thing with Sagittarius is. It's the night of wands, right? It's that perpetual, that search, that quest. And I talked about this somewhere else. I don't remember who I read it or I said it for. But part of Sag energy um, and I know this, I have a pattern, you know, the pattern app, 
it talks about it because I have a Sag rising. It talks about it for Sagittarius. Sag is always on a quest for a deeper meaning. To find a deeper meaning. There's, there's always that thing of like, you know, you're looking for something. If you could just learn something. And I've made peace with that, that I will always feel that way. But why, how I made peace with that was not one day I'll find it and now I'm going to find it. It's that I don't think there's anything to find. I think when I find the thing for right now, there'll be another thing. That, you know, I am a, a truth seeker and so are you, right? That's Sagittarius energy is to be a truth seeker. But how do we do that, right? How do we live in the present moment? How do we engage um, from a place of value, right? Where we show our own value. What is your value, Sag? Right? What, what, is it just that? You know, it's not like, and I think I did this when I was younger. If I could just read that book, if I could just learn that thing, then I would feel like I've arrived, right? And that's, no, that's not how it is. It just won't ever be that way. It's the fact that we're always looking for a deeper meaning. Now, have a look here. So we've got the Ace of Pentacles. There's already been this kind of new commitment. Somebody else got the Ace of Pentacles in the past. And one of, one of the things that I said about the Ace of Pentacles in the past is that it can be a false start, right? So we commit to something, we sow the seed of something, but it hasn't fully come about, right? It hasn't fully grown. Um, I do love the Ace of Pentacles and it's a fit, like time, effort, energy. It's a commitment that we make to something. Let's see what, what is this about? You know, this mic is right in my face. Let me just try to move it before I knock it about. Hopefully that didn't affect the sound too much. Excuse me. Mm. all right so when you get the ace of pentacles which is i see the potential of this of yourself of a job of whatever practice that you want to start right it's pentacles so that's to do with your physical body your time your resources doesn't always have to be money although it can be money a new way of earning money whatever it is your practice right your physical reality a commitment to it yes I'm trying not to keep giving you stories. This reading is going to be like two hours long. But what comes to mind is when I was working out, one of the things that I've found the most challenging to do was box jumps. I've told this story so many times. Box jumps, I just didn't. I mean, I could do the lesser ones, but as soon as they got really high, um, I was afraid. And I, it was fear. Why? Because I kept remembering, so this is a really good example, I kept remembering when I was ill. So when I was really ill, I couldn't even walk. And then when I could walk, I walked with a walking stick. I would get, I was getting like really bad pains in my legs, very Sagittarian. Um, and so I was always afraid to fall over. Like, you know, you know how old people are, because if you fall over, you, you'll, hey, that shock to your body could keep me in bed for whatever. So I was always really afraid. And for whatever reason, whenever I was standing in front of that box to do the jump, right? I didn't realize it, but my mind was going back to that, the fearful part of me that, you know, what if you fall and what if you trip, which I wasn't going to, the box, the box was right up against a wall. You know, if I fell forward and I had my trainer there standing next to me to catch me. So it was fine. I was fine, but I did that. And so he looked at me, he said, stop for a moment. Actually, I was getting frustrated. He made me walk across, he goes, go for a walk and come back. So I went for a walk, came back and he said, you are jumping as if you hope you will clear the box, not as if you know you will. And that, I don't know, something about him saying that to me, I just did it. Like I, I was able to do it and jump. I was quite proud of myself. Now, here's the thing though. Ace of Pentacles, Eight of Swords. This is, you see the potential and you want this commitment to be a thing and to become fruitful. But with the Eight of Swords, it's still, uh, you're hoping that it will do it. Like you, you don't, you don't really, tr not trust, but it's the fear of the, but can I do this? I don't know if I can do this, you know, or do I know enough to do this, right? I can't with the Eight of Swords. And it's a mental trap. And the Eight of Swords is a um, Gemini card. It's Jupiter in Gemini. There's going to be a lot of this, a lot of, um, you know, when we talk about the Eight of Swords, it always sounds bad, right? But it isn't because it, what it shows us is if we're so frightened to make big changes, you know, I can't make a big change right now. It does say we can make small ones. 
there's something that you can do there's wiggle room there's something that you can do and maybe this is saying that you know you've wanted to go really big with this but you haven't been able to you've been trying to get the basics down now let's go over here so we've got this ace and remember the magician is the one that uses the aces to create something new here's the king of pentacles with the magician so you've got mercury that went through your sign actually we'll be back i think tomorrow or the day after mercury's back in sagittarius and this is that what knowledge do i have how do i use that knowledge now the thing with the king of pentacles coming up here is he has knowledge he is mastery over something right what well he knows how to use his resources in his kind of less evolved and you know we all have moments areas that we're not evolved in that much because we never tried it or we've done that i can't do that he understands the value of time right that's his his greatest resource he has his time i mean not in, in his lesser he thinks if i get the car if i make the money if i have the job if i do this then i am someone right that is the source of my power the things that i have <coughs> excuse me but in his more um evolved sense is he understands you can take all of that away from me take it all away i will create more because i've it's my time it's my skill it's my resources that that those are my true resources how i spend my time and so with this coming up here let's get a couple of clarifiers have you been thinking about the skills that you have have you been thinking about how you use your time right that's been a theme coming up for everyone I said at the end of Sag season messages that, you know, that was a thing and it's coming up here as well. Two of Swords, what is this decision that needs to be made? What is the conflict? Um, because the Two of Swords does indicate conflict. What is this? The Star, wow. All right. Now, the fact that the Two of Swords comes up here with the Star, that's your destiny, right? Then you're coming in with this energy. This is not new. The King of Pentacles, now... I know where the king of pentacles has come up because this is the area that we're looking at which is our worth our value what is our value what is our inherent value right of ourselves um is it a number at the bottom of a bank statement or is it you know what you do with your time and i have to say since taurus season this year for me i've more and more understood that is how i use my time and not because i'm productive right i want to be very clear <clears throat> excuse me I don't share half of the things that I do. And this is part of the Sag thing as well. Because I didn't want to make other people feel bad about how much I do. That's a true story. And I've started to share that the things that I do and how I do them. But I don't do them for a payoff. Right? That's that's what's changed for me. I don't do them for a payoff. It's not to feel good. Like I can feel good about myself because I did this. That's not the thing. I feel good filling my time with that. You know, that time is a measurement for me and I it measures what I do, right? So in that sense, yes, modern society has treated time like a resource, but it's what you do with it, you know, that in each moment, even if you just sit there, I can sit there listening to music. And that to me is time well spent, right? It's my time. And think about even that saying of time well spent, right? That's what are we doing? Now, so with the magician coming up this is a new beginning that you want to start king of pentacles is that you find worthy you want to commit to something that you find worthy and i want you to consider this sag if you've tried to commit to something in the past or done whatever is it because you thought you should you know and even if you did commit to something or you've started something new the eight of swords shows fears now i've been telling all my clients this i keep saying this if you aren't don't have these kind of fears and stuff coming up at the moment are you even going in the right direction like why do you feel so comfortable i'm not i'm not a fear junkie trust me but it's that thing of 
you will feel uncertain. If you're heading in a new direction, if you're using different parts of yourself, you will feel uncertain. That is what change feels like. The, oh God, is this going to work? Like that feeling. So we've got this kind of conflict here, but I wonder if you are dreaming big enough. That And that's, you might be wondering that, saying, is this really what I want to be doing? Like, what is my destiny looking like, right? Um, with the star. And this is, to use a Christopher Wateki, um, um line remember this talked about your stories changing with that the ghost dance that's what the star says we're looking to the future where the stories change like what we see for ourselves has changed the vision has changed and yet we have the three of swords so we're not bound by these stories and yet they do come up they do come up whenever we're we're facing something new doing something new of course the old stories come up right so the three of swords you know, there's a conflict. Here's here's the thing I want to say. Why do we not want to make this decision? You know, in the tarot, why is the two of swords there before the three of swords? Because we know there'll be hurt and pain along with any decisions that we make, right? You know, and if we stop doing something, like we might, it might hurt us. Like, you know, me stopping in person readings. I love doing person readings, but they're not part of my story now going forward. Like to be able to live the the vision, I can't do that. So there may be something, I mean, I haven't seen the hanged man, but that would be a sacrifice. But it is that thing of, yeah, my story needs to change. If I want to do something else, the story needs to change. If I want to do something else, story needs to change. Queen of Wands. Now, this is, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> Here's the thing. When you get a king, this king of pentacles, he uses his time, effort, energy, resources to affect his outside world like that's i said this to leo i think the direction's changing um so the king of pentacles like what can i do to the world in a way right not that clearly but in a sense yes so if it's if the magician is thinking right i've got all these aces i'm going to create something new it's so we can put something out in the world right we, we can do something using our resources to to be socially responsible to help other people maybe or whatever but with the Queen of Wands coming up, the Three of Swords is about what inspires the Queen of uh, Queen of Wands. Sorry, that you know what inspires her. I hope I've been saying Queen of Wands. It is the Queen of Wands. What inspires her? How does she move through life? Uh, when she is in a situation, does she see it as inspiring? What is the feeling that comes up within her? Let's see this card. Knight of Pentacles. At each step, at each step of the journey. You got Virgo. Virgo's your tenth house, and this would be showing up in the world. There's the magician again. So we've got Aries here, and Aries is in your fifth house. So you've got this North Node in your fifth to create, right? But if you think about this, the King of Pentacles is going to do it because he's committed to this, because he's make, trying to make a profit. Like, do you know what I mean? It's it's outward focus. Like he's he's taking into consideration his surroundings. He's socially responsible. The Queen of Wands, I'm not saying she's not socially responsible, but that's not her main energy. That's not what she depicts. She knows what she wants and she knows how to get it, right? And so she, it's her, it's an expression. You know, she, she uses her inspiration to move through the world with that. She's magnetic, she's charismatic, right? So think about this, with the Three of Swords coming up, the old stories are to do with what you want. Or what you should want in quotes how you move through the world one step at a time knight of pentacles would take it at this step the next step the next step and with the magician is creating something new at, at each turn we're considering that what do we know and what do we do with this like and confidence magician denotes confidence now here's the thing right and here's where it is switched up a little bit for you in some ways, with the magician coming up here and with the temp with temperance coming up here, I never know how to say this. There's too many bloody consonants. Feral, whatever, but you know, that's that's temperance in this deck. This is alchemy, right? And so with the magician, again, like the King of Pentacles, it's using ingredients outside of it. And we've always done that. It's like, all right, so what do I need to know? What do I need to use? What equipment do I need? What ingredients do I need? That's the magician. And then we have the confidence to use that and to do something with it. Temperance is very different in that 
Temperance talks about using what you have and creating something new with it. So temperance doesn't need anything else. Temperance is, hold on a second, it's that angel that shows up in, in the road, right? And says, hold on a second, you're on, you've been on this journey for a while because the fool's been on the journey from zero, jumped in, leapt in at the magician, right? At the beginning and has gone all the way to temperance. And death has just happened, that radical change, Hagalaz, right? There's been some transformation that's happened. And the angel says, hang on a second, right? You've got all this experience. You can't just keep collecting information, collecting experiences and not doing anything with it. You've just had this transformation. Now see what you can do with what you already know. That's why it's a card of patience and divine timing and alchemy as well. And that's why you see the temperance angel usually, I mean, in this one, she's she's cooking up something. She's using the ingredients that she has. She's making something up. So all of these skills that you have, and you have skills, it's now time to use them in a different way. But how do we do that? By taking stock of what we have, right? So taking stock of our lives, taking stock of what matters to us. Eight of Pentacles, what we focus on, what are you focused on? And here's, if the king has mastery, the Eight of Pentacles is the apprentice. Now, the apprentice is not to go learn something new or rather, you know, to get something new, knowledge, information, but to start using what you have, the skills that you already have in a different way. Yeah, there's that death card, Scorpio. And this has probably been going on since Scorpio season for you. What fears have you been facing? What have you been acknowledging about yourself? Yes, Four of Wands. So the Four of Wands is... It's a an Aries card. Um, it's Venus or Jupiter in Aries. And it talks about foundation. Like you have this solid foundation. Do you recognise that? Here's the thing with the archer, right? The archer can always be focused on the future, the target. And that's how you've hit the target, by being focused on it. Um, but what does think about an archer who just showed up every single time and just shot the arrow as if it was day one right as if if they just thought oh god i need to get better at this right but they didn't take into consideration all of the practice they've already done how, how many times they've pulled on that bow if they didn't take into consideration that look i know i know when the wind blows like this that the, that i need to adjust and like do you know what i mean this is what it means to be that temperance energy that this is acknowledging like it's this as the ancestors or the past lives or everything that you the will that you have funded to date for the rune now when you get relaxed relax doesn't mean i mean that's an, another modern phenomena right to relax is to um not do anything right is relaxing i know plenty of people myself included that don't find that very relaxing and one of the ways that I used to relax, and I just remembered it, actually looking at that temperance card, is when I used to take time off when I was a, when I was a writer, when I used to write, I'd take half the day off. So I'd get my stuff together in the morning, usually on a Friday, and I'd take the day off. And I would, I'd, I'd cook. That was my way of relaxing, of doing something that I found relaxing. Not for an outcome, King of Pentacles, not because it's profitable, not because it's going to help anyone, but because I enjoyed it. That was relaxation for me let it all sink in right and because it inspires me you know when you're cooking away and just being in that moment and what sp what spices need to go in there and all that that was how i i just worked through everything in doing that so you know I, when it says relax it doesn't mean that you have to like stop and not do anything but it's like relax you got this you got so many skills how would you use them you you kind of know what inspires you but it's maybe not what you need to do or what you what else you need, but how, right? How you go about doing this. And the fourth one is we celebrate how far we've come. We've got a foundation because we're ready for something new. We're ready to move in a new way. Now consider this, right? And, and you, you can easily consider it because I'm sure that's your mindset. But if you have a mindset of consider two different people, like just don't, don't think about yourself for a moment because it always gets confusing when you think about yourself. Think about someone else. And you've got two people in front of you. And one of them believes they don't know anything and that they need to learn. 
right? They need to learn. And so the way they approach life, the way they approach a situation is going to be very different from the other person who thinks, not that they know everything, but, you know, I've got, I've got like a whole library of information that, that well, no matter what comes my way, no matter how different it is, there's something, there's going to be a book in there somewhere that will tell me what to do around this. Think about how the two would move. That the, the, the novice, the beginner, they don't, they would be very uncertain, very not, they have no confidence, but so and the other person would have confidence. They'd be happy because they're like, oh, I get to use my knowledge. I get to use these tools that I have, the skill set that I have in a different way. And I'm not saying you're one or the other, but it's a combination of the two. Because where you are an apprentice is in how you show up. And that would be different. And I don't mean like doing the same thing again and again. Like I feel like this is, you know, if you've been out traveling or, you know, if you've been out scavenging, I'm going to do that. Say so it's like it's like the Walking Dead. You've been out. You've collected all this stuff, right? You've been out. You got all this stuff. You come back to your base, but you just leave it there. But you don't know. You picked up all these things which you have knowledge-wise, whatever. What is the value of them? Was it just something to do? Was it just something how to, how you spend your time, or are you now able to use them in a different way? think you may be able to with the four of wands coming up and this is not to say that we're never going to learn anything i mean like i said sag is on a lifelong quest for greater meaning um it's just things have changed like what things mean to you have changed this is a jupiter card nine of cups is jupiter in pisces and so it's like through this you understand what your true heart's desire is what you are grateful for that you know look look at my abundance look how much i have because the Nine of Cups, um, it's both the card of gratitude of how much we have, right? We're grateful for this. And it's also the card of greed. It's both. And I said this to a Gemini once, actually, and they disagreed with me. But I, I said to them that there's a difference between being greedy for knowledge and being hungry for knowledge, right? And they were so offended by it that we, I never got to go through it and talk about it and explain it to them. But if we're greedy for knowledge, it why? Right. It's, think about that, that greed of I don't have enough. That's that poverty mindset. I don't have enough. I need to know more. Like, you know, what if I'm caught unawares and I need to know this and I need to know that? Whereas if it's just a hunger, it satiates us. Right, you know, there's a the time if you're hungry, once you've eaten a little bit, like you're you're okay. For greed, it's a bottomless pit. And they were trying to make the argument that greed is good, and I was like, but it's not though, because you will never have enough. You will never feel like you've had enough. You will never be satiated. Whereas if you're hungry, and you know, someone puts a meal in front of you, you savor every morsel. You enjoy it. And then, so so I kind of get that kind of difference that comes up around knowledge and how you use what you know. Um, six of, how you use what you know. Six of pentacles. That in learning something, in sharing something, in doing whatever you do, it you get something out of that in the moment. That you do it for the sake of doing it rather than, the king of pentacles always does it for a payoff. This six of pentacles and nine of cups is I get to do this. Not I have to do this. Not I should do this. Not if I want that, then I'm going to have to do this. This is, oh my God, I get to do this. Seven of wands. So this is what you stand for. So is it worth defending? What is worth defending? What is worth fighting for? And this is kind of, if you look at this card, he's liberating himself from these from this cage that he's in. And what is the cage that you're in, Eight of Swords? I can't. Who says you can't? Based on whose agenda? The Emperor. This is coming into your power. This is, you know, this is trying different things. And the best way to look at this is you've cooked so much, right? Now you've got these ingredients, whatever these ingredients are, you're going to try and you're going to play with them. Right. That is your power, like to try to use what you have. And through using what you have, you actually learn more at different things. 
Um, I'm going to give you an example. Chris, someone said this to Chris Williamson. It was a podcast. I forget the guy, but they were talking about dating and committing to people. And this is about committing to path, um, committing to what, st sticking it out with something or trying something, you know, with what you've got. And the example that he gave was, you know, like se serial daters, people that date, like they might go on like one to three dates with different people. And so they're dating a lot. And they, what they're saying is, hey, look at me. Like, you know, I'm trying, I'm dating different people. I'm, I'm out here meeting different people. And he said, you don't do anything different when, when you do that. You have a pattern. So, you know, think about it. The first date you're going to go, you're going to share the same information about yourself. Second date, you might do share, you know, you might, whether you've logic, like rationally, logically, practically got a system like that, but you never go past sharing certain information. You tell the same jokes, you tell the same stories about yourself. It might be different people, but you don't do anything differently. Whereas if, it's, imagine and I'm just you know if you meet someone and you go right I'm going to commit to 10 dates with this person right the commitment the how we commit because what the second house can do to us is say well this isn't worth me committing to and it's like you don't know until you've savored it until you've stuck with it long enough so this is like I'm going to stick 10 dates because four of ones right what will happen is on the fourth date in which you've never been on a fourth date you will be forced to engage more honestly with the person like go beyond that which you know really well that is a challenge now think about that it's not like you're you're not learning anything new you are learning to express in a different way you're learning to express more of yourself and so in that sense then when you've been with someone for a long time that would be the challenge that you you're trying to keep it fresh and share different things about yourselves um and that's when I th how I think you realise the real you behind all of that. The emperor is our own personal power. This is really wonderful. But it's it's what do you stand for, Sag? Not what you should stand for. It's like not what you're doing, uh, investing in to get a payoff, but what you invest in, time, effort, energy, resources, because you enjoy it, because it's who you are. You can say, I'm doing this because this is who I am. Right, so you've got the Ten of Swords here. This is the shadow of the past. This, I mean, this is the old story, but it's not even, you know, the pain, the hurt, the loss of the past. You've got the Ace of Wands coming out of it. That is that candle. That is that light. That's that eternal light that we carry within us, the eternal spark. Um, and so the thing with the Ace of Wands is even your greatest losses, the betrayals, the rock bottoms, there is something that a creative spark that comes through that, right? It. it sometimes we can the queen of wands we can try to market ourselves as look at me i'm amazing i'm doing this everything's great but even through our greatest losses like think about how i used to talk about my chronic illness like you know oh that i went through this it wasn't like a woe is me and my life is ruined it was going through that taught me x y and z so now even that's become fuel for my fire like it fires me up having gone through something really awful. And that's the same with you. So that's where that ghost dance was saying, we don't have to lament our past, that we've wasted our youth or our ancestors did this or my parents were this, that and the other. Here is like, because, you know, even having gone through that, this is how I came out with the Ace of Wands. So, you know, this ability to be inspired by whatever it is that you're inspired by. The love is... Um, the, so hey remember we came in you're trying to make a logical decision and you can't decide what is my future what is my this because you're looking at the opportunities and the things available to you outside the seeds right but you're like I can't do that what well, can I do that like you're you're trying to weigh up the worth or the value of people things situation outside of yourself here with the ten of swords is knowing your own story your own history good bad ugly ten of swords the disruptive things that have happened but now what is the spark what what ignites you and the lovers is there never was a decision there never was a decision decision to make it, i get it every day there are decisions to make but with the lovers our hearts already picked we express what is in our hearts because remember in the lovers it's the illusion of a decision a head or heart decision but the head you've been stuck in trying to make a head decision 
but how do you make a um, heart decision? And your heart knows what it loves. I love doing this. I love doing that. But you may love it for the first three dates, right? And then you don't go beyond the three dates. So that might be your challenge to pull out a different move to take not control the situation, but of yourself to show up from the place of responsibility as the emperor and say, no, I'm going to go on a fourth date with whatever it is that you're learning, the piano or, you know, um, reading a book or learning a language or applying for a job or whatever it is, you know, maybe literally dating, but I'm going to go to date four because I'm going to, because I love this. I, I, I love... I want that. I love my spark. I love what I have to express in here, how I'm going to do this. It, you don't have to love the thing. Yeah, Knight of Cups is the heart. I mean, this one backs it up. You can see this Knight of Cups sitting in a lotus flower, strumming away on an actual heart, which is a bit gruesome. But we're, we allow our hearts to lead us forward. Like We know what we believe. That's Pisces energy. It's your fourth house. It all comes down to how secure you are in your own skin. Like, you know, I'm comfortable in my own skin. And I'm, I'm learning how to be more comfortable every day. Like you don't give up the quest, but the quest goes from being something outside of yourself and more to how you show up and how you share of yourselves. I think I'm going to leave it right there for you. There you go, Sagittarius. Uh, let me know how you get on with that. But I'm going to hand you over to me in the outro right now. Before you go, lovely people, I just wanted to share a few words and a few thoughts. As you guys heard at the beginning of this reading, I did include a quote spoken by David Bowie, actually. Um, I used his actual voice. I was I read it out and I thought, mm, this doesn't have the same punchiness when I say it. So I found a clip of him actually saying it and used the audio of David Bowie. Beautiful quote. And I think it's so true. And the reason I wanted to share it, he is a Capricorn son, by the way. So that was one of the reasons that I wanted to share his quote. If you think about it, it speaks to creativity and the work that we do. But it can be about life as well, right? How we live our lives. And if you feel safe in any area of your life, right? Then yes, enjoy it. But know that you're on the precipice of it becoming a comfort zone of it coming to the end of your growth and I don't think that's because you know we have to be continually growing and moving I just think we're not built to be stagnant we're not built to just be one way when we find life difficult when we find you know it lackluster to use a word that came up in the Capricorn reading without any kind of pizzazz without kind of any anything it's like why am I here what am I doing you know okay I've got this okay I've got that it's because we feel safe and if you haven't been feeling safe, you know, let's just speak there, then by what David Bowie says, you're in the right place to do something exciting. Now, I used to say something very similar to this for a long time. And that was be gentle with yourself. Be gentle with yourself. You're exactly where you need to be to take that next step. And I do firmly believe that. I know it hasn't been an easy year for very many people. And there are certain themes that have kept coming up. In, and I've just spoken to a lot of people in the closing out of this year. I've heard all sorts of things about this year. It's been a horrible year. It's been a tough year. What the hell was this year? I've heard all of it. A lot of people who feel very stuck or not sure about the next steps or what they'll be doing next. Now, I know obviously that's not everyone. And I'm referring to people that have booked readings with me or who talk to me who, who would, you know, just want to share where they are. But whatever this year was for you, whatever it was for you, I hope that you can see that it gave you something, a gift, maybe even a gift that, you know, you found in yourself and your ability to endure, thrive, survive, you know, whatever this year brought to you, a gift that you can use to create something new, you know, not just in this new year, but in the years to come, a vision of a future of what is possible something that is born out of even the deepest regrets or the greatest happiness that you've had you know we've all had different kinds of years and dealt with them in very different ways I will be doing a talk I, I really want to do a talk on you know the kind just my own stuff for this year and what I see for the coming year you know one of the big themes I'll just share it here is there is a lot of air energy next year we've got Pluto moving into Aquarius we have got Jupiter moving into Gemini and of course that south node is in Libra remember that air signs are the signs of relationships 
So whatever it is that has gone on with each and every single one of us or whatever it is that we're going to go forward and become, please know that a part of this is that we are doing it together with each other, through each other, whatever it is, right? If there's an obstacle in your way, if you have felt stuck, if you have a plan that you're waiting to enact, know that we will do it together. I I firmly believe that. I wouldn't be here if I didn't. I mean, part of my own spiritual practice has been not just to serve, not just to support, not just to give. I know both the, the light and the shadow of those actions, even though it sounds really great on the, on the surface, I know I've worked through and seen the light and the shadow in myself of those kinds of practices. But it is also to allow others to support and give to me. And that is a spiritual practice. And I see it as a spiritual practice. And it's very humbling. And I knock up against my ego a lot because it makes me feel vulnerable. But it's something that I've been doing for a couple of years. And, you know, I've been revisiting it a lot, seeing the Three of Pentacles come up as much as it does. Because part of the Three of Pentacles, which is a Capricorn card, it is Mars in Capricorn. Remember, Mars will be entering Capricorn in the first week of the new year. We build it strong together. And I do believe that we are each other's greatest resources in some ways. But why I bring that up is to say thank you. Thank you to everyone who enters into that relationship with me. Whether it's because, you know, I create what I create, I I put out these messages and you enter into the relationship of viewing that, of taking it in, of listening to what I have to say. Whether you agree with me or not, that's not even the point of it, it's that you engage with it. For those who share of their own lives, who leave comments and say what's going on with them, how they're feeling, especially when it's said from an I statement, it has never, ever been easier than now just to sit back and to be an observer or to just put yourself in the role of the critic who shoots down other people's creations or ideas or opinions. And so I have profound respect and love for those people who share of themselves, who say what's going on with them and share their ideas and feelings. You know, you see a lot of these videos where they talk about today's video was sponsored by, well, all of my videos, that's everything that I do as a queer and insight it is sponsored by and made possible by those people who send donations to support the work that I do and I'm grateful to you guys every single day I love you guys very much thank you so much for enabling me to do the work that I do we're all very different I know there's some people that will be celebrating this time of year for others it's you know just another month it's it's nothing big But for those of you that are celebrating, I wish you a wonderful festive season. No matter how this year closes out, at the very least, I wish for all of us the hope and the faith that next year will not be like this year. Just because it's been this way forever doesn't mean it will. And whether that's like the best of times or the worst of times, right? Change is upon us. Change is inevitable. Happy New Year, lovely people. Happy New Year. I will be doing a talk, so look out for that. But for now, I just want to say I love you guys very much. Thank you for being here with me this year. I'll see you on the flip side.